0: I mean, like you said, that first quarter, everybody was hot. I loved what I saw from Keegan. Like, he played extremely well.
1: We shot 38 from from three. Domus has a triple-double. We have six players in double figures. I would say 90 times out of 100. That's a win.
0: Still uh, successful, in my opinion. Solid road trip. And hopefully, you know, coming home, um, they handle business.
1: Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kingscast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilot, Naima. What's going on?
0: What's up, y'all?
1: Here we go. First quarter, everybody is hot. Keegan and Harrison Barnes hit five threes combined. Domas is eight dimes. Unfortunately, the Cavs shot just as well. Cavs were up 39-34. Second quarter, Kessler Edwards took on the Donovan Mitchell duties. He scored five points. Fox sped down the court for a buzzer-beating layup. At the end, HB and Fox scored the last nine points. Cavs lead 74 59. Naima, first half reactions?
0: I mean, it felt like the Cavs were just making everything, let alone that first half, but just that the, the entire game. I mean, like you said, that first quarter, everybody was hot. I loved what I saw from Keegan. Like, he played extremely well. Um, also, love the Kessler Edwards minutes. I feel like going. Further into the season, mate, I think his minutes will be important depending on how well he plays on defense. He hit some shots as well. I was very happy for him. Um, uh, But yeah, seemed like no matter how many times we went to the paint, we didn't get calls in the paint and whatnot. But yeah, that first half, Kings, the Cavs just seemed to like push it and the Kings didn't have enough.
1: Exactly, and you know it is what it is. Uh, Cavs just shot really well. It, it was mm-hmm. just one of those season high nights for them, and good for them, by the way. Third quarter, HB makes a three at the end of the shot clock in a broken play. Cavs go on an eight to nothing run and built a twenty one point lead. Fox hits a breakaway three. Kings cut the lead to thirteen. Trey makes a tough and one. Cavs are still up though fourteen to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, Kings actually started getting some calls. Fox hits a nice pull-up. Kings within 10 with 10 minutes to go. Cavs up 18. Mike Brown throws in the towel with three minutes to go. Cavs win 136 to 110.
0: Honestly, when a team shoots, um, I think it was like 55 or 57% from three, it's extremely hard to beat. And the Kings actually fought, like I feel like till the very end, like even when they went down big, they still, they cut it to 10, you know, all that. So, you know i don't I don't hate this um effort from the Kings, even though in the end it was a blowout and everything. I, it was pretty much over once it was an eighteen point lead, and Mike Brown was just like, all right, we're gonna play the bench now. And so i I ain't made mad about it in five two on this um a seven game road trip. I feel like that's a very successful road trip in my opinion, and I feel like those two losses were kind of like unexpected loss. even that Miami game we could have won. Um, but still a uh, successful, in my opinion, solid road trip. And hopefully, you know, coming home, um, they handle business.
1: Absolutely. We shot 38 from, from three. Domas has a triple-double. We have six players in double figures. I would say 90 times out of 100. That's a win. Unfortunately, the Cavs just shot extremely well. And, mm-hmm. and what are you going to do? It happens. Uh, we had yeah. one of those nights with the Warriors. a Warriors shot. Uh, really good from three, but then we just happened to be a little bit better and we beat them on mm-hmm. the road. So there are games like this that are going to happen. Honestly, I'm cool with it. I mean, yeah, I get it. Nobody likes a loss, but this yeah. loss, we can't say, Oh, this is an unacceptable loss.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was a tough night for De'Aaron as well. It seemed like the Kings were just tired and I don't really blame them after a seven game road trip. Your legs are just not going to be like under you like they usually are. So, you know, it, it's it's still a successful, like I said, road trip,
1: in my opinion. Yeah, and how hard is it for Deer to go into the trees and the paint? It's like
0: exactly their
1: lineup is crazy tall.
2: It is what it is.
1: D yeah. Farrell, what's going on?
2: How's it going? Appreciate you having me in. Of course, um, I do want to actually get into the game a little bit, just because I uh, had time to watch it, and honestly, you know, Fox is still like you know having certain struggles, and for the most part i know that like i i know him just because like like he came from like you know my favorite college kentucky and you know just watching him throughout like his nba you know i think that for the most part he's just when when he gets going this team like is crazy good they you guys definitely excel um mostly in the fast break and then you guys also execute offensive possessions and really it starts with, you know, Sabonis and everything. I know he's like your guys' main initiator and he definitely, you know, can take your offense to another level. So um, Fox will get it going again at some point. I don't really like put this on him too much, but um, also to, you know, anytime that you allow over 50% uh, from three, for anybody, that's that's a tough game to win, no doubt. And I feel like you guys, like, kind of didn't get to the line enough. I think you guys only shot, like, 12 free throws tonight. So I think that, you know, probably trying to get to the line more. I don't know exactly where you guys rank in terms of, like, you know, free throw attempts, but, you know, getting to the line more probably would have helped. But overall, um, I like the game. I thought the bench scoring was going to be huge in this game just because, you know. Both teams are sitting around, like, uh, 11 and 13, you know, in bench scoring. So I felt like, you know, the bench scoring was definitely going to be, you know, somewhat key in this game. But overall, like, you know, uh, you had uh, uh, Karis LeVert uh, kind of went loose for a little bit. But overall, like, this is just, like, like you guys said, like, you guys went five and two on your, like, you know, trip and everything. So I think that you guys have a lot of positives looking forward to, you know, what you guys are doing, you know, this season. And I feel like, you know, this loss, like, you know, what are you going to do when someone shoots the lights out? So thank you again.
1: Yeah. 100%. You really can't do anything. Um, Unless you're just going to play super dirty and hit people in the ribs and make them uncomfortable, but this isn't that era. so. Thank you, Dee Farrell. Dr. Claude, it's been a minute. How are you?
3: I'm doing all right, man. Um, It's nice talking to the Kings fans. Once again, you know, I admire your team and how you rebuilt your team. And, you know, since that's happened, the Kings have largely got the best of my cavaliers. Um, I would say about this matchup tonight, it was kind of unexpected to see the level of three-point shooting. Um, There have been a couple of players on the team, mostly uh, Max Struess and a couple of others that have been struggling and George Niang, who have been struggling from three and in shooting in general. And they picked it up big time starting from the opening tip of the game. And um, I will have to say that the Kings are one of those matchups I dread in the new era of the Kings, the Mike Brown era of the Kings, because of, um, frankly, Sabonis. Sabonis so is the hub. Like you see that the Cavs offense versus previous seasons um, now is kind of emulating what the Kings do. The Bigs largely serve as hubs, one is playing hub, one is playing screener. Um, and the big difference is with Sabonis, you have to worry about four things. You have to worry about his uh you know screening action, you have to worry about his delayed handoff, you have to worry about him. Um, actually taking shots from the mid range or going to the hoop. And then also, um, his passing specifically, that's the one thing he does differently from both the Cavs bigs, um, Mobley and Allen is when he's in that hub in, you know, distributor or screening area, he also has the ability to backdoor assist somebody who's moving from him And the Kings are very disciplined offensively with their off ball actions like you have to worry about so many people you have to worry about herder you have to worry about um especially keegan murray you have to worry about um fox and monk and um well fox have to really move off the ball like it, but you have to worry about monk you have to worry about even trey lyles when he comes in trey lyles um is one of those you know is a big that definitely um he he has a little bit more mobility, and he will go to the hoop. And when he started playing, then you started seeing those foul attempts going up for the Kings. Him, I think there's four guys you really have to worry about for the rim pressure: Fox, of course, Sabonis, um, and Trey Lyles is one of them. Um, so, it, like I said, it's a very difficult matchup. Uh, it felt like the Kings, especially uh, Harrison Barnes, was hitting everything from free from three. Um, but I think the Cavs did a really good job at closing out quickly. There were a couple of lapses, notably one by Karis Lepert that just had a wide open, I think it was, Monk. Like, he just missed his assignment, and Monk was right there and missed. But on the other end, there was a um, some kind of miscommunication after a botched rebound from Sabonis, and Struce got it, <laughs> ran back to the, to the uh, perimeter, and just took that open three easily. And then the secret weapon of the Cavs, of course, is Sam Merrill. He's come out in a period where the Cavs have not you know, been missing two of their guys. And when he touches the ball, when he, he sees the ball open or an opening to uh, taking that three, um, he's going to take it, and he's usually going to hit it. Um, he didn't play too many minutes tonight, but I think he had some great minutes tonight. Over and all, I think it was every bit the challenge that I thought it was going to be for the Cavs. Just unexpectedly they hit a lot of threes tonight. And as always, I hope you guys get back home and light that beam because you know the West is looking a lot different than it used to be. And I still think you guys should have beat the Warriors. I don't know why Brown was playing Terrence Davis all those minutes, but you know how, you know how it goes.
1: <laughs> well, Doctor Cly, I want to c- congratulate you on your team doing well this year. What do you think the difference is? Is it, is it Max Struess? The fact that you got more shooting? What's going on here?
3: Um, the the more shooting is definitely a part of the thing, but when uh back in december when mobley and garland went down for several weeks um the Cavs were kind of forced to play a different brand of basketball and there's been a lot of buy in specifically from donovan mitchell who has been amazing in his stretch of basketball where he's being more of a facilitator and not always playing the hero ball late in games you're not playing the same old okay get a high pick and roll and hope you can take the three stuff. There's been a lot more movement of the ball. Like I said, they low key looked at the what the Kings do and copied that. Jared Allen has become more of a, a facilitator from, um, facilitator from, you know, more of a hub. Um, so and when Mobley comes back, he plays the same function. And even Damian Jones, when he comes in and plays it's the same thing, The there's really been less emphasis on hero ball, more movement. There was a, um, some nice revelations that uh, Craig Porter Jr. ended up being a really playable backup guard. Sam Merrill has been shooting the ball like crazy. Um, but overall, um, it's really been adding more spacing to this team and being forced to play lineups that they may
1: not have tried
3: had Garland and Mobley been healthy all this time. And that's really changed the way that team plays basketball.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. And, and- Thanks for coming in and and good luck in the playoffs. Hopefully you guys get further than you had before. Uh East is just as tough and I you know, I almost well, feel no. bad for the Sixers too since Embiid's probably going to be out. And they're not really well, ready to admit it yet.
3: Well, yeah, we're number 2 in the East, so I'm I'm kind of happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, right on. Thank you so much and, and come through anytime. Serial, what's going on?
4: What's up, guys? Uh same, I mean, you know, I can't I'm, I'm not mad about the loss overall. It happens, games like this. Uh, the only thing I would say is, one, it just seems like a lot of teams have their best shooting days against us, which there's something we – there's something – there's a reoccurrence of that we do have to work on that defense a little bit because I feel like there's been a lot of those games where, like, other teams have just shot, like like, just have this big, wide-open ocean to shoot through. Like it's just insane. Uh, the only other thing I will say about, and I'm not trying to be hypercritical or anything about Domas and Fox is, they're gonna have to learn, and I think it comes in time. And <clears throat> and even though they already, they kind of already are the get the main guys, right? But I'm trying to see how to word this, but they're, they're gonna have to learn that when everything else is failing, and the team's not hitting shots they've got to take over the game. Like, all the great teams do that. Like, no matter you do, when you're having those games where you're falling behind by 8, 10, 15, I know you want to still run the offense. I know you want to get people involved. But there becomes a point in the threshold of that, right, is when you're just like, F it. I don't want to, like, I understand that MJ is, like, next level of that competitor. But there were games that you saw both him and Pippen where it just became like, oh, you guys aren't going to help at all? F this move out the way and and that's just you you stop running the offense you stop doing certain things you can run it to an extent but you cannot allow it to the point of where the game's over or you're in this 20 point hole where you just you got to take over and and in my eyes in the long term of what the kings will be i see it more being fox and let's say hopefully it's keegan and some bonus still be putting up those what they call non-all-star numbers but i'll call them all-star numbers but he won't be that secondary dude like to me he's got to be you just i see every like dude had a triple double basically at halftime like that's domas at his best he he's not built to be that 25 points a game play he's just not that dude but he can easily get you those points in the right situations. Right. Uh, but I think overall when this team is going to be at its championship level, I think he's going to be the compliment to De'Aaron and whoever that next guy is. Hopefully like, again, I, I, I feel like it's going to be Murray, but we're going to have to, it, it'll take time to see whether that pans out or not. And, uh, I, I love to do, but sometimes like, like said, like, I think, there were shots left on the table there, and there were times that I get it he's going up against two seven footers, but to me, when I see him against those two seven footers, I'm still like he eating he can easily eat if he wants to, and I know those assists pile up, and that's great, but at some point when that when you like I said, when you see those that it's going to fifteen point lead eighteen point, like f that man, just do what you do. but again, like I said, like it's they've been on a long road trip, uh they've been playing a lot. I can't be too mad about it. Let's just let's just get the next one and call it a day.
1: No, I agree with both of you. I mean, it's not like Jared Allen was dominating him in any way. So I know what you're saying. You wanted him to take it to the hole more or do more post moves and create shots for himself. Um, I think he totally could. But I just think <laughs> we just got outscored today. Is he a guy that could score 30 for us? Yeah, I think so. Like you said, in the right situation. Uh, but uh, what I want to know is why do you think teams always yep. shoot well against us?
4: I think it's still the whole. I, I, sometimes I see the rotations aren't aren't they're not doing their ro- like some of the guys are missing rotations. Uh, a lot I see like a lot of guys sometimes I catch Monk do it a couple times, but uh, more other guys like they just jump. These guys just jump at these fakes all the time, like. Like I who was I? Don't remember who it was that that took a sidestep in the first half. I'm like, bro, it's not even a three point shooter. Why are you jumping at his three point shot? Like, I would just stand there. But I don't know. Sometimes I think it's the rotations. They just. It's also that new NBA of nobody. I hate saying it because I'm an old dude, but like nobody plays. You know, buckers down and plays that defense anymore. But I don't know if they haven't totally bought into. My philosophies, or also the other thing is maybe all the guys that they really need. Like I know everybody's always looking for the Kuzma and all this and that, but it's like I'm looking at more like the scoring's been there overall for the most part, unless they're just missing shots. Like we need a couple of defensive dogs. and I don't know if they have them yet. Like I, I, I know Davion is kind of a dude, but I just, that's to me that's not a long term. He's not a long term solution by any means. And somebody like. I know real quick, like Jeremy Grant, I I like the way he plays deep and he still brings the offense. Like, I think there's just guys missing that they need to implement at some point, and I don't know if they have them on that team yet.
1: Well, it's interesting because considering how teams play, a lot of them copy our offense. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching the Kings a lot Mm -hmm. when other teams play. So you would think they would know where to go and where the passing (laughs) lanes are, uh, where they're going to kick out. Nine times out of ten, okay, they're either going to kick out to the slot or the or the left or right corner. It's like mm, how come you guys don't know that? Because you guys right. run the same shit. So yep. yeah, it's really frustrating. I don't know, man. Maybe it's a thing where we still are seen as soft. And so when you have no fear against somebody, you just play better. Or maybe it's because we shot so well last year and we were the number one offense last year that people get up for us and want to shoot just as well and perform just as well on offense. Yeah, hey,
4: I, I hope it's I hope it's the last one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so too, man. <laughs>
5: I feel like the Kings I feel like teams uh come in playing the Kings coming in with confidence already. Like they know we're not stopping that outside shot just because of how bad we were in, in the early season. I don't think that they're really that bad right now. I think they've been they've been doing a better job of late on those rotations. Um I think the ball movement is what kills them. The long sustained ball movement where it moves from one side of the court to the other which is what they're taught and if it goes from one side i've watched it several times when it's come from the far side to near side and all the way back almost like a sprinkler and by the time it gets back to the other guys we're a split second late on that get back and i don't know if that's because we're we're trying to help in the paint originally and we start out slow on that rotation or if we're just simply slow on the rotation i don't know but I don't think there's that many wide open threes. I think, or at least not wide open to where they're not crashing out to be contested. I agree with you, Manny. They they fall for that pump way too much, but at least they are. I mean, you can see it. They are trying to crash back and and at least get a hand up. There was a, a few times tonight where there was nobody. Like they there was two people in the key staring out at the guy at a wide open shot. That's not acceptable at all. Somebody's got to move. But uh, but I, I think the teams are already coming into our games, to these games, with confidence like it's a get-right it game uh, because of how we played defense in the beginning of the season. And while our defense has gotten a little bit better, clearly we're not a, a, the defensive juggernaut that Mike wants us to be. And I think that comes down to pieces. Um, Herder's got much better at defense than last month. Um, we've all seen Keegan's leaps and bounds um uh fox has been playing out of his mind the last three games he has this is now three games in a row with double digit steals uh in our multi-steal games uh so he's been playing fantastic on d and then of course you know you've got sabonis trying to do what he does and i think barnes has actually been playing pretty good defense himself um but Again, I I just think that teams are coming in with that expectation of we're gonna get right, and all it takes for them is to see that first one go in, and all of a sudden they're making everything. Um, So I I, I just I wanted to add to that. I I just that's just how I feel. I feel like that's just how it's always going to be until we can figure out how to get that last second off. You know, that that last little bit on that rotation that's going to close out fast. So you watch what the Cavs did tonight, if you go back and watch it. They were very fast on their closeouts, those rotations. As soon as the guy was catching the, you know, a herder on it, there was a few of them with herder, and he's got a really quick shot. There was a few of them with herder, and the guy's standing right there before he even finished, finishes receiving the ball. And that's a really quick rotation, and I just don't think we're there yet.
1: Yeah, I think it's also personnel. I think our our guys, with an exception of Fox, of course, we don't have those lengthy, twitchy, athletic guys. You know? So when you have, like, let's say the Knicks, and you have a Josh Hart on the floor, and then you have an OG Ananobi on the floor, it's like that's hard to pass around because they're so quick and they close out so quick. They have this incredible length uh, with their wingspans, and they can deflect block shots, not to mention their foot speed, so they'll stay in front of anybody when you have multiple personnel like that, which is also what the, what the Houston Rockets have, what new Orleans Pelicans have, they have those types of players. That's hard to score against. And we don't have those guys. So yeah, that's part of the problem, but yeah, right on everyone. Uh, appreciate your input. And uh Branzino commented down below. He was like, yeah, well we don't really block shots. So maybe that's on the scouting report. I agree with that. We are 27th in the league in in blocked shots, so there's that. Um, I agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone was just all agreeing with each other. We're all pretty satisfied with the seven-game road trip, so um, just looking forward to the next game, and hopefully we can get that one.
1: Right on. Uh, Yeah, so we're 27th in blocks, and then we're 24th in deflections, so... Some things we got to work on. Uh, definitely, hopefully, we ramp up for the playoffs, and we shall see. Well, all right, y'all. Uh, you guys are a lot of fun. We appreciate you coming through, uh, especially after a loss, like a bunch of basketball sickos. My goodness. Uh, Naima, any last words?
0: I feel like you've said that like four times.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, and then I just kept going.
0: <laughs> no, just looking forward to the game. Hopefully, we'll light the beam, and I'll be there for soon, hopefully.
1: Okie doke. All right. Good day. Good night. And light the beam. Thanks y'all.